Thank you for joining us once again on Forex Radio, a place for real estate entrepreneurs to amp up their game. Today, we have a very special treat for you. Today, we're going to learn about a crucial aspect of the entrepreneur's journey, strength through adversity. Today, we're going to hear the story of a man whose mother was born with one lung and was told she would not ever have children and most likely would not live past the age of 18. She beat both of those records, <laughs> whose father was from the Philippines, did not participate in his upbringing, but later on, as he was entering his teens, reconnected with his father, and that taught him the facets of entrepreneurship that would later be ingrained in his life. This man is now a father of five and impacting our world in many amazing ways. Let's meet him. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job? to go full-time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to forexformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to forexformula.com. The number four xformula.com. Today, you get to listen in on an amazing conversation with Jordan Mendoza from Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to hear stories about his past from childhood right up to adulthood and connect the dots to witness a wonderful and beautiful path to success. I hope this gives you hope, fires you up to dig into your past experiences and find those lessons to help you on your journey. Jordan's a regional sales training and development manager. He is certified in Myers-Briggs personality profiles. He's a podcast host of Blaze Your Own Trail, which is an awesome podcast of which I was honored to be a guest. And he runs a consulting firm helping people build their brands. And let's not forget, a father of five. I know you're going to find this episode inspiring, engaging, and heartwarming. Let's meet Jordan Mendoza. Jordan Mendoza, thank you for joining us today. I am so honored that you're here taking the time to be with us. Uh, thank you. Hey, no, thank you so much for having me on the show. I, um, we'll just get right into it. I, uh, I'm really, I really want to learn about you and I want the audience to learn about you. Um, I've gotten to know you a little bit for the last little while, um, so I know a bit of your story. Um, but really, I think there's so much rich stuff in your story that you know, I believe will give a lot of people um, uh, an ability to relate to you, but also um, kind of go, wow, like that'll, that inspires me. And, and that's what I'm hoping for through this episode. And I know it, I know it's going to happen, but for now, tell us about who you are, just so they just know what you've got going on right now. What are you doing right now? And a little bit about yourself and your life right now. Yeah, perfect. Well, again, thanks so much for the opportunity. Anytime I can share uh, knowledge, information, or just uh, a story um, that can potentially impact somebody in a positive way, that's that's what I'm all about. You know, I'm all about trying to make impact. So, so who am I? Jordan Mendoza, father of five, right? So I'm a yeah. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I've got three boys, two girls, ranging from. Th 
three months old up to, to 15, almost 16 years old. So, uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit busy on the parenting end there. But uh, in addition to that, I do have a, a full-time role as a regional training and development manager. And in that role, I get the opportunity to create content and teach. Uh, uh, of course, with this pandemic happening, Kelly, a lot of the stuff I'm teaching that I would normally do in person is now switched to a virtual format. So that's been really, really fun uh, for me to navigate, um, you know, these unprecedented times and to figure out ways that we can still keep our numbers up and sell uh, for the organization. So that, so, so I do that and I'm a podcast host. You know, I, I launched the blaze your own trail podcast in January on January the 1st. So uh, 10 and a half months in just, just to release the 50th episode in the season two finale. So I'm, I'm pumped for season three. It's been amazing. I've, I have learned so much, not just about myself, but, I've learned so much information from my guests, people that have come on and shared their story and journey uh, that has really been influential and in, in impacting me in a lot of, in a lot of ways as well. Uh, and then I also have a consulting business where I help, I help brands scale uh, from a marketing sense, from a sales sense, from a leadership sense. So there's uh, a really full service um, agency. Um, so that's a little bit of the nitty gritty. Wow. You got a lot going on, my friend. Holy cow. Unbelievable. So busy guy. Busy. Yeah, busy. You know, it's, it's interesting. And again, this, I think this will relate to personality type, right? You know, I'm certified in Myers-Briggs, so I love diving into finding out how people are wired, you know? And I I'm tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, you are way more than your type. Type is a small part of you, but if you can understand how you're wired, it really helps you understand others, right? It helps you be able to relate. It helps you to give people grace that maybe you, you wouldn't normally give them because you understand, Oh, that's, that's actually how they were wired. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so yeah, that, that's super, super impactful, but, um, yeah, man, I'd love to, I'd love to go wherever you'd want this to go. I'd love to kind of share origin story. I think that's always a, a good place to start if you're up for that. Totally. Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. So here you are, you're, you're at this point in your life and you got that's all right. this going on and you're impacting all these people and really looked upon as a leader. Um, and, and you're, and you're teaching a course and you're putting, I, I know you're putting a, a mastermind together as well. Like you just got all this stuff going on, this heart to serve and, teach people, but it had to come from something, right? hundred percent. And so let's go back in time. Talk about your childhood. I know there's a great story there and just your upbringing and, and what it was like as a child growing up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I wouldn't be, um, you know, anywhere close to the person that I am without, uh, you know, two people in my life that have been influential and impactful. And the first one, you know, was my mom, you know, this is a, a woman who was born in 1958 with one lung. And if you know anything about the fifties, uh, the <laughs> technology was not anywhere as good as it is today. And so back then when she was born, the doctors essentially said, um, you're probably not going to live past 18. Mm -hmm. And you're probably not going to be able to have any kids because the, the mm -hmm. capacity that pregnancy puts on your body, I don't know if this is going to be something that's going to take place. And uh, my mom was a fighter. She was, uh, she was very optimistic. And that's where I get my optimistic side from. She, she had a sense of humor. She really loved sports. You know, we 
we called her ESPN before most people knew what that was because she <laughs> would she would know the scores, she would know the players, the trades in every sport, not just one, which wow. was which was really cool um, for you know for her to be able to relate to her kids that way. And yeah. so she got us involved in sports, and you know she couldn't work right because of her she was disabled, so she was receiving SSI or you know disability and and payments like that. And so we were we were poor growing up, you know, welfare. And I remember using food stamps at a store and being in, embarrassed by things like that. And, uh, you know, as I got older, you start to get embarrassed, right? When you're younger, it's like, this is currency. I can use it. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you know, that, that was tough and, you know, we moved a lot. I, and I, you know, thinking about it from now, as I'm older, it's probably because of finances. Maybe we were evicted or we couldn't afford this place. And, but I, but I know from, you know, born to 14, we moved probably 14 times, you know? And so, so, so it makes a lot of sense now that as I've grown up, I did a lot of traveling for the type of work I did and it was normal moving from place to place, but why? Because it was normal for me then, right? And so there's these certain things that we carry and that, that can, we can bring with us. Um, and so my mom taught me a lot about, you know, kindness and empathy and having that sense of humor and, you know, the team aspect of things, right? And how, you know, we were, we were this family, we didn't have a lot, but we could count on each other, right? Which was important. And, you know, I, I think I enjoyed sports, but I, I enjoyed talking to people more like communicating face to face. And so when I was younger, I played soccer and baseball for 12 years and I enjoyed selling the beef jerky and the candy bars more than I liked being out on the field and, and playing the sports because I, I, I think I knew at a young age that I had a gift of communication mm-hmm. and that I could have a conversation with somebody and figure out how to read their body language and their their eye contact and facial expressions would tell me certain messages that would either tell me I just need to move along or that I could stay a little long, you know? So I started noticing those things at a young age. And, and so by, by, uh, you know, 12 years old, we had moved to another town, right? Then this is really pivotal moment. Uh, this is one of the, you know, kind of pivotal moments in my life. Um, so we had moved to two towns over. I had to take two public buses to school and every day I would stop at a 7-Eleven convenience store. Um, and so this is, uh, this is around 94, 1994. And so, uh, you know, there's, a, there's some things that have happened in the early 90s in the country, you know, um, that uh, I think will, people will kind of understand the situation that was surrounding this tension. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it. There was some type of racial tension happening during that time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was in a, a 7-Eleven convenience store just playing Mortal Kombat 2, which I did every day. I knew the lady Rosa that worked there. I would literally come in, I would have my 50 cents so that I could play a game and I would wait and she would say, Hey, the bus is here. And then I'd literally go out and I would jump on the bus and, and then take that next bus to school. Well, yeah. one day I'm playing Mortal Kombat and I hear the bells ring in the 7-Eleven and I hear a man's voice say, hey, Daniel. Well, my name's not Daniel. I'm Jordan, so I didn't respond. I just keep playing Mortal Kombat. Well, I'm playing and within a minute, I am grabbed. My body's grabbed. I'm pushed into a Terminator 2 pinball machine and I start getting punched, assaulted by a male police officer. I get thrown on the ground. I'm, wow. I'm 12 years old, handcuffed, yeah. you know, and put in the back of a cop car. And they say, we know that you're a Hispanic runaway and you're under arrest. We know that you assaulted somebody like all of these allegations. And I'm like, 
my name's Jordan. Just look in my pocket. And this is probably one of the only times I did my homework. You know, luckily I had it and it had my name on it. I knew it. I knew it was in my, in my pocket. And yeah. you mean, the officer reaches in the pocket. He pulls out my homework. It says Jordan Mendoza on it. And when I tell you, Kelly, I mean, it looked like he saw a ghost because he knew he had screwed up. Okay. Wow. A couple things here. One, I'm not Hispanic. I do have a Hispanic last name. My father's from the Philippines and Spain yeah. colonized there for over hundreds of years. And so mo- there's a lot of Filipinos with Hispanic names. So I was profiled, right? Racially profiled. Um, yeah. there, there wasn't much that I matched except for the same colored clothes and that I, I looked of Hispanic descent. I mean, that's like how this whole thing went down. Wow. And so, I mean, you know, of course we had to go to court for this thing and, and it could have probably dragged on for a while, but I remember telling my mom, I said, mom, I don't want to keep going to court. I just, I want them to lose their jobs because, you know, police are, are not, I don't think they should have a job where, you know, like they're, they're going to step over their boundaries, you know? And, uh, and I said, that's really it. I just, I want to be done with this. And so it, they got fired and the whole thing kind of got squashed from there. I think that they, you know, we're happy, I'm sure with that outcome that the city wasn't sued or anything like that. But I just, I just knew that I didn't want to go through that. And, um, and so it, it ended there, man. But you know, that's, you know, 12 years old experiencing that. And then to see some of the same tension 25 years later, that that's, you know, happening in our country, you know, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's sad to see that things haven't really changed. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. That must a 12 year old kid, just innocent, just doing, you know, playing Mortal Kombat, you know, get over here. You remember that? That's it. Yeah. Scorpion. Absolutely. Scorpion, right? Yeah. I remember that game too, but you know, oh man, that must've just been freaky. And you know, that could have taken you two different ways. hundred percent. That could have been one of those, Hey, you're going to treat me that way. Well, I'm going to be that way then, or at least be guilty of it. Or you're going to go, no, I got to rise above that in some way and, and, and yeah. positive influence. And obviously that's the route you've chosen and, uh, and you're here. Yeah. Now. You know, and I think, yeah, you, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it could have went either way. I could have taken that and, and resented every police officer that I saw, you know, yeah. and went in and who knows, it could have went down a very dark path, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad that I, you know, had the self-awareness at that age to just know that, listen, I knew that these people, they made a mistake, right? They made a mistake. I think we, you know, you show me a perfect person and I'll show you a liar, Kelly, right? There's yeah. nobody that's perfect. We've that's all done things that we're not happy about or that maybe were caused by some type of physical, emotional, or mental or psychological pain, right? I could, I just happened to be the person, but who knows what happened the night before an argument that he got into or a relationship that ended a pet that he lost, you know what I'm saying? So, so I, you know, it's, it's hard to explain how I, why I had that type of empathy, but I think it really, it really came from my mom, you know, and having this woman who, almost died several times when I was a kid, like her making it to 54 was like her making it to a hundred, Yeah, you know, and the fact that she did it without complaints, like, you know, so I, I think that her strength mm-hmm. enabled me to have really, really powerful strength during adversity. And then, you know, adversity itself also gives you strength. 
right? It actually gives you strength. And sometimes, uh, this, here's another funny story, Kelly. Sometimes <laughs> adversity actually makes you feel like you're a superhuman. Yeah. Right? So I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this story. So in fourth grade, this, I don't know why we did a picnic the last day of fourth grade, but I was up for it. Like normally that's a, like an end of fifth grade thing. You know, we'll celebrate. You just finished elementary school, but they did it in fourth grade. And so we're at a park. It's called Pier Park in St. John's, Oregon. And uh, uh, I'm playing baseball. There's, there's tetherball. There's all kinds of sports happening. And I was up to bat. I swung the bat. I did one of those spin arounds like you see on the movies. <laughs> the bat flies under a tree. Okay, I go to get the bat. I stand up, and there is a beehive on my head. And oh, so, man. literally, I am running. I'm doing somersaults, cartwheels. Kids <laughs> are running away from me because this trail of bees is stinging me and chasing me. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. So I start running towards the teachers. Teachers are running, and then a few of them finally grab these big coolers and just start dumping the coolers on me and picking bees off me. <laughs> I, I got stung 53 times. Oh my goodness. Grade. 53 oh, times. Gosh. Now, uh, to, to bring it full circle here, I thought I had, I thought I was the bee man after that. I would literally walk around and I would just grab bees and let them walk on my hand and wasn't <laughs> afraid that they were going to sting me. Right. Because I just experienced all this adrenaline. And then, uh, and then not too long after that, I got stung in the eye by a, a uh, yellow jacket. And I was like, yeah, I'm not invincible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, that's funny. You almost had Batman's origin story going on there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. The B man. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> Very cool. You know, it's funny the little things that happen in our lives, you know, I, uh, but you know, I was gonna, I was gonna point that out, and you, and you, you touched on it. You know, if your mother, and there's a lot of able-bodied people with a lot of advantages health-wise, that are are maybe in a in a in a lower end social situation, that feel like they're a victim of something larger than them in some way, and 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 I call it there's there's a thing called locus of control. Have you ever heard of that? You know what I'm talking about? I've um, heard of it. Yep. Yeah. I did a whole, I the whole podcast episode on it actually in season one, but look, if you have a strong locus of control, you're a person who says, you know what? It's on me. Like I'm going to, okay. I didn't have a good sales year. Okay. What can I do? What did I not do? How do I improve? What do I need to learn? Like that's a person with a, a, a strong locus of control and a, a person with a very weak locus of control would go, it's all the stuff around me. There's all these other things to blame. Here's the reasons. And, and it's easy to find the reasons. I mean, you can find reasons for both things. It just depends on what you're looking for. And, but there's people in those social settings that will, will complain and whine and, and, and everybody's against them. And the people that are maybe in a better situation are like the enemy. And, and so if that was instilled in you as a young man, and then that happens to you when you're 12 years old, that just re that would absolutely reinforce that mentality 100% and take you down that direction. So the, your mom being optimistic and your mom putting you in sports and, and, and overcoming odds, like just the fact that everything she did, she overcame, she wasn't supposed to have kids. She wasn't supposed to live past 18. Here she is. She's raising kids and being positive about it, instilling optimism, like amazing. So huge influence in that. hundred percent. And 
gosh, it's just, uh, you know, remember that people, you know, like your kids are, are, are taking on what's, what you're talking about, what you're complaining about, what you're optimistic about, what you're excited about, what you consider a challenge, you know, um, all that kind of stuff and how you overcome those things. Your kids are watching you. Um, I remember one time that if I, if you don't mind me telling a story real quick, but it's no, absolutely, but it's something that is, is like, I'll probably break down talking about it. My daughter was 13. We, uh, we used to throw uh, at our office, we would throw, um, a big kind of bash. We'd get a bunch of bouncy castles out and we have food and we'd do all this stuff and, and we'd have invite all our clients and then we'd take over the whole parking lot and we had games and we had food and we had a band playing and we did all this stuff. And it was just a celebration for all our clients to come. It's free. They could just come. And, and we created a budget for that through our office and, and we had a, a team put it all together. And uh, I always had the kids involved and they would come and help out and be part of it always. And, uh, and my daughter came up to me one time where th- she was 13 years old and she saw all these people running around having all this fun and the band playing. And we were in an area of town where there's a lot of homeless people too. And a lot of people think that was negative, but I was like, yeah, go ahead, give them a hot dog, man, like feed them. And they're all lined up. So there's, there's all our clients. So you think that would be a, like the wrong thing to do, <laughs> but here's all our clients here and homeless people. <laughs> never going to buy a house, right? Like in that sense, maybe they will one day, but not a good, you know, and my daughter said, you know what, dad, you're successful. (laughs) And I thought, wow, you know, it just hit me again. I didn't think it would, but anyway, (laughs) um, that's what she saw as success, you know, just giving, just, just being there, just making it a good time. So you can well, I mean, because you're, you're including everybody. Yeah. Right. You don't, ha- you don't yeah. have to look a certain way to get a hot dog. You just have to be a person, right? Yeah. You just have to be a human, you yeah. know? And, and so for her to see that and put it into formulate that into success, I mean, that's a testament to your example to her, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Anyway, man, whew, I got me anyway. Let's get back to it. <laughs> but I just love that idea of, of being able to do that. And, and you're doing that. You got five kids and, and, and that you're going to keep that cycle going. And I can tell already. And that's, that's just so cool. We'll see how many of them are actually listening. So <laughs> <laughs> they are, they're watching you, man. Yeah. Like they're, you know, they're seeing it and uh, it's so cool. Um, but let's, you know, other than your mother, um, as you began to have other people enter into your life, yeah. And, you know, the, you know, as you started to get into adulthood or, or maybe even, maybe even. Yeah. Even before, you know, I, we could go even before because, you know, when I was, when I was 12, I met my dad. That was the first time I met him. Oh, and, wow. Uh, he, uh, he is a Philippine immigrant, you know, came to the U S from, uh, from the Philippines, grew up over there in uh, northern Luzon. It's it's a, a province up in the mountains, so a lot of goats, a lot of chickens, you know, a lot of a lot of rice paddies and mango trees and things like that. So he grew up, you know, kind of in in that farmland area and uh, you know milling the rice and working with the caribous and you know um, trying not to get eaten by leeches in the rivers, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And and then went and became. Uh, uh, went to the Philippine army and then became a seaman and he worked on sh- in painted ships all over the world. Wow. And then, uh, you know, in the early, uh, eighties, he met my mom and then, um, 
you know, I was born, he actually ended up going back to the Philippines. And, and then, so I didn't actually meet him until I was 12. You know, he had, I think I remember being maybe like six or seven and I'd gotten like a, my first couple cards in the mail. It was like, you know, the, um, you know, I'm your dad, happy birthday and stuff like that. So I knew that there was somebody there, but you know, uh, my mom just said, Hey, you know, your dad reached out and wanted to see if you'd want to fly to Washington DC to meet him. So he had came to the U S he got a job at, with a landscaping company, worked there for a while and then realized like, man, I could be doing this on my own. And so he started a, a landscaping business and he's had it for almost 40 years now. And he has, uh, you know, all residential, he doesn't do any marketing. Everything is based on word of mouth referrals. That's how he's, he's built and scaled. And so, you know, from him meeting him at 12, um, I saw a successful person. I saw a guy that had a house. I saw a guy that, you know, was remarried and had two other children and was doing well for himself and had more than one vehicle, right? You know, so there's, I started to see all these things and started to see what he did on a daily basis that got him that success. Well, what did he do? Well, he was up at six. He was eating breakfast. He was making his breakfast for the day. And then at seven, he was already on the road to go pick up his crew. And then by eight, they were cutting their first lawns. And then by 7 p.m., he was home home for dinner. You know, so I got to see that. And then when I first got to go and actually do the work and see how hard landscaping actually yeah. was, like cutting yeah. grass and weed eating and trimming and all the things I dread now as an adult, right? Yeah. I, was, I got to see that and I got to do it. Yeah. and experience it. And, and so from 12 to, you know, early twenties, like I did a lot of that work during the summer, I would go there and visit during okay. the summer. So, you know, for my dad, I really, that's where the hard work comes from. That's where the, I think tenacity, because like I'm a podcast host, I'm a facilitator, I'm an extrovert by nature. So can you imagine me, Kelly, going and cutting grass for 12 hours a day and not communicating with a single soul? I mean, it was not easy. It wasn't easy. The work itself, the physical stuff was not hard to me. Yeah. The not communicating with human beings part of it, the having to be stuck in my head mentally. Yeah. That was hard to do. Yeah. Right. But I, but I learned a lot, you know, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about, you know, the, the conversations that you can have with yourself to keep you motivated and keep you going through the day. And I also learned what physical hard work looked like and making sure that we were efficient and didn't take a break here and there. So, I mean, I learned a lot. If you take all of that from my dad and then you couple that with, you know, all the things that my mom taught me and that's really a culmination of who I am insert like, I, I am a go-getter and I, I want to make things happen and I'm, I'm getting, not going to quit, you know? So, uh, so, but all those things, man, that's, that's really helped me have the success uh, that I have, you know? And then of course, like I mentioned, the, the gift, I think we're all blessed with some type of gift. Mine is communication. It's being able to have conversations and verbally communicate, but also being able to build relationships. Yeah. You know, I have friends that are 25 year friends that, that, I'm usually the one reaching out, but I'm keeping those relationships alive. And so you better believe when I come in town, I've got 12 buddies that are going to show up to meet because I've stayed in touch throughout the years, you know? So that's one thing that I didn't realize was going to help me in the business side of things, but has really added value to the business side because I'm about relationships and not transactions. And if you look at your business that way, if you look at sales from that lens that you want to build relationships and not just have a transaction, man, that's 
that's an unlock. So unbelievable. It's enormously powerful. And I know it's touted out there now. Like it's almost like this, this new pivot thing or this new paradigm shift. It's, it's never actually changed. It's always been that it's, you know, it's just that, um, and, but being a master of that and, and intentionally operating that way is so important. And, and not only that, it just enriches your life. Let's just, let's dig into a couple last two questions. These are pretty big ones. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you just go off on these ones. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know we're getting, we're getting on in the episode, but let's, if you're speaking to a brand new real estate agent mm-hmm. and they just pass the exam, they come into the office and you're the guy that's just supposed to give them the advice that's going to carry them for the rest of their career. And then they're never going to see you again. <laughs> so and it yeah. could be one thing, it could be three things, whatever. What would you say to those people? Yeah, so I think for me, it, like, right, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? So yeah. I, I would think about for myself, what have been the three kind of three impactful things that have attributed to growing a brand that has attributed to building relationships that has attributed to uh, success, right? Getting results because I think that's what, that's what everybody wants to do. So, um, I would say number one, I would, I would really dive into yourself, you know, figure out how, how you're wired, whether that's through, you know, an MBTI assessment, uh, I highly suggest taking an emotional intelligence assessment and a mm. strengths finder assessment. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why these three assessments, uh, they give you some really good context into who you are. So with Myers-Briggs, you're going to get to take that introspective look at yourself, you know, find out whether you're more introverted and extroverted and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, the, the emotional intelligence is going to look at all the four buckets of, you're going to take an assessment for one, so you're going to get those results back. Sure. And then it's going to actually teach you how to go through each of the four buckets. So, you know, you've got your self-awareness, self-management, relationship management, and then social awareness. So you dive into those and you learn ways that you can strengthen those muscles because the higher your emotional intelligence level, uh, the more money you're going to make, right? Because no one wants to work with jerks. No one wants to work with somebody that's going to go off the deep end, right? So there's things (laughs) that you can actually learn about yourself and manage yourself and show up in social settings and show up in relationships mm-hmm. that will help you not just in business, but in life. And then thirdly, the strength finder assessment, it populates a, a list of there's 34 possible strengths. This gives you your top five. Mm-hmm. Why not number six? I don't know, Kelly. And I want to know number six really bad, but it gives you your top five out of 34. And then okay. it gives you practical things that you can do to increase your strengths. And here's what happens, folks, when you actually work on bettering your finding out how you're wired, figuring out ways that you can manage yourself, your emotions and relationships, and then you can find out what your strengths are and actually start using those in whatever vehicle it is, in this case, real estate, Mm -hmm. man, those are some big unlocks right? Because once you know that, my second piece of advice, that was the first piece. The second piece is now start creating content, start creating content, whether that's video, like if you're, if you're comfortable on video, start doing video. If you're not start writing, but figure out what you're most comfortable with and start actually putting yourself out there. Even if it's an audience of one, at least it's one other person that's going to see it. But we all start with zero followers. Everybody starts at the same place. Mm-hmm. So don't compare yourself to others. Just 
only focus on creating and then tweaking and then taking, you know, using that because what's going to happen from there is you're going to organically build a network. You're going to build Mm -hmm. a community. And so once you can build that network and that community, you know, you're onto something, right? You know, that everything that you do is, is not only helping one person, but it's helping multiple people. And once you can do that, now you have an audience and that audience is paying attention. Some people in the audience react right? Well, they like, or they comment. Some mm. of them don't. Some of them are literally watching to see that, is this content going to change? Is this person yeah. say one thing today, but is he going to say something else tomorrow? So what happens is over time, that content turns into organic leads where you mm-hmm. have people that reach out and they say, wow, thanks for that five tips on um, how to make a home purchase in 2020. Mm-hmm. That was great content. Um, I'm getting ready to purchase a house. Can you help me? Does that make sense? So that's the advice that I would, that I would uh, give is, you know, spend the time, invest time on you. Yeah. Invest time on getting to know you, what you're all about, how you're wired, right? Mm-hmm. How can I elevate my EQ? How can I learn my strengths so that I can work on those, mm-hmm. right? You got to do that first. I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm a big on like foundations. And to mm-hmm. me, that's the foundation. That's where you start on you. Yeah, because once sure. you know, once you know about you, it's very, it's, a, it's not easy, but it's easier to start to understand others. Absolutely. That's super advice. I love that so much because that is it. Like, it's so funny. People will, if I ask that question to someone else, they may say, yeah, do these three things, get really good at Facebook, get really good. You know, they'll start getting into action type things, but you've said, no, hold off on that. You can start doing the action stuff, but understand yourself first, because one thing about real estate, especially in most businesses, but, but real estate is a relational business. It truly is. And you're dealing with people. And by the way, you're a person <laughs> and you know, you're not a salesperson. You are a person and you're helping other people. And so you need to understand yourself really, really well, like what works, what's not work. And not only that, get real and, and, and real good clarity on maybe where are some of the things you're weaker at, but don't just own that. Go, okay, how do I overcome that? Or how can I figure out another way to deal with that, but at least understand it. But then understanding the different personality types, because you're going to run into all different personality types. And you know what? You can't build a business on everybody that's just like you. Like, oh, there's no, you have to be a chameleon. You have to be you able gotta, to yeah. relate to everybody. Right. Yeah. And And so, you know, Real estate, real estate has shifted. I, I, I've noticed in, in 2020 with the pandemic, but a lot of it's the same. People still want to physically show up. They still want to go yeah. and see the features and the benefits. And so, you know, when I look at, at real estate, whether this is on the property management end, like residential apartments or homes, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same, right? You've got to quantify the value. You've got to go in and, and highlight features and benefits. But I think more importantly, if you can pick places in the space and then relate that to a story like in your own life, right? Bring Mm -hmm. it back to how it translates to you and how this type of layout would add value to you in your situation, right? When you can relate it back to yourself, um, that's helpful because then they not only see them in it, they start to see you in it, right? And so then what, what happens? They're confident, right? Because you're talking about a, a space that you would actually see yourself in. 
right? And they're resonating with 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 it on that uh, from that uh, lens as well. And and mm-hmm. and for me, when I'm training, you know, a lot of folks that are going to go out and and sell places to live, it's you know, you got to understand the customer persona. You've got to mm-hmm. um, you got to get to know them. Yeah. Like I don't want I don't want to just I need them to sign this contract. No, I want to build that rapport. I need mm-hmm. to know about what the dog's name is. I need to know what schools they're they're going to go in because listen, the data that you're collecting from your prospective customers is data that's going to help you really narrow it narrow it down for them, right? Because again, mm-hmm. people aren't going and looking at one house, yeah. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Kelly, how, what's the average here? How many houses are people looking at before a purchase? I mean, it's gotta be now hundreds because of all, all the data online. They're looking at all of these places. But if you yeah. can figure out a way to separate yourself from your competition, yeah. if you're doing one small thing that's going above and beyond, man, that Absolutely. makes a big difference. Totally, man. Like there is so many big algorithm search engine type stuff out there there's there's companies out there that are basically saying we don't need the human being to be involved we can create an algorithm that's going to tackle the right people and we can trap them into little nets that and then we can give those leads over to you and you know you can pay us for those forget all that man forget all that like it's one-on-one at a time you're building a house with bricks each brick is another person and the relationship and the empathy and the service and the over and above and the personality and all that stuff is the mortar that's locking in those bricks. And, and that's how you build your business is there, there's no shortcut to it. And, you know, even in my course, I, it's funny you say foundations. I have foundations <laughs> as the first part of it. Right. And, and, uh, and then we do a whole section on mindset mastery, like understanding the mindset aspects of things internal and external it's two separate videos one for internal one for external and one is getting an understanding of yourself so you can understand other people properly um and i say this and i've said this on a few podcast episodes the wow factor for that person that you're serving is the wow factor for that person 100 what their wow factor is and then you got to meet their needs where they're at and it may be aggravating you may have that detail-oriented engineer that needs to know every single stat and every little thing, but you know what? That's the wow factor for that person. So suck it up, Buttercup. Get it done for them and and may and wow them, right? And uh, anyway, that's fantastic advice. I love that advice. And, hey, and to that point, stuff. Kelly, we actually use something called a wow fridge. I don't know if you if you're doing that. And 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 so, folks, if you're listening to this, and this may, may be new for you, Kelly, but what you do is if you've got a model home, right? You've got a model home that you're showing, sure. Um, or if it's just if the home is vacant, but it's your listing, right? Which means you have access. You can you can do whatever you want in there. You can leave it blank. You can stage it. You can do all these things. Well, what a wow fridge is is you literally you pack the fridge out. And you make sure that this is uh, a part of your tour, right? You're touring them around the house and you're showing them the things that you make a point to open the door. And when you open that door, it's almost like stuff is falling out of it. So you've got candy, you got healthy options, you got energy drinks, you got sodas, you got coffees. And when they open the door, what, what are they going to say, Kelly? They're going to go, wow. Wow. (laughs) Right. That's the point of a wow fridge. (laughs) <laughs> but what's the investment about $150 worth of stuff. Yeah. But what's the price of a wow? Like what's that? What's a wow worth Kelly? Yeah. 
and that's that could literally that could separate you from the rest of your competition because they had the stale coffee and the donuts from yesterday. But yeah. what did you have? You had the Wow fridge. And you had the Wow freezer. Don't forget the freezer, folks. You put all your ice creams and popsicles in there. I mean, get that thing stacked up. And guess what? It, this I don't know when this is going to air, but think about seasons. It's Halloween, so Halloween candy is going to go in there. What's right. coming next? We got Christmas around the corner. It's going to be holiday themed. Decorate the fruit. You know, I mean, there's all yeah. these things that you can do, but you got to think outside the box. Yeah. Right. You got to awesome. get creative. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And that's a thing, too. This is such a great season. I, you know, building those relationships, touching base with people, seeing what they're doing with their families. There's something you can help them out with. You know, um, you know, we used to stand on a street corner, we'd load up, we'd get a big box of pumpkins and just give away free pumpkins to people. But we got to meet people, we got to talk to them, we'd have hot chocolate and apple cider and everything. And people come by and what are you guys doing? We got our signs up and well, we're just with select, you know, we have the, the umbrellas up and all that. And but it's just it was just a fun thing to do, it, you know, and we gave away pumpkins because we knew they were coming. And, uh, but yeah, there's so many neat things to do. I love the wow fridge idea. That is fantastic. Cause it's such a surprise. No one's expecting it. You know, well, I'm just going to show you this fridge. This is how much room's inside it. This is so awesome. And you open it up and it's full of like all this stuff in there. That's hilarious. I love and it. And by that time, and listen, you got to time it right so that, you know, they're probably getting thirsty. They're probably a little hungry, yeah. right? So psychologically, not only does it wow them, but now they're getting the nourishment, right? Yeah. They're getting their energy levels back up for the rest of the tour. Or yeah. maybe you, maybe use that as your, all right. So that's your clothes right there. You just, you fed them, you broke bread. Right. But that's, but that's part of building relationships, right? It's breaking, breaking bread. It's, it's that common at like, we're both, we're humans here and I'm thinking about you, right? Because that's thoughtful. It's a thoughtful thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Having a little cooler with a couple of waters in your car when you're going to drive people around to show them houses. Um, Super, super good advice. I love that. And you know, another thing too, with that is the kitchen is where people congregate. That's where they want to hang out. That's where they want to chat. So, you know, you don't want to get into a deep discussion about their wants and needs while you're standing in the garage. You know, there's nothing sexy about that. They're not reinforcing uh, an excited feeling or they're not, you know, they're not getting fired up and starting to see themselves living in the garage, right? So get into the kitchen and start getting into those deeper discussions. Or if there's a view that is amazing, like get in front of that window or get out on the deck or you know, if the master bedroom's got some cool things, you know what I mean? Like that, when you start to get into, if you, if you get to that next level, I call it the seven stages of contact, you know, you get to that third or fourth, fifth stage and you're starting to get deeper with people and asking the right questions and getting into a nice conversation with them, get, work your way into a nice part of the, the house, you know, don't do it in the basement. Don't, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's, that's, uh, that's neat advice. All right. So now you're talking to agents that have been in the business for maybe over three years now. And every one of them are struggling. Every one of these people. So this is, this is a group of, it's like a, you know, a struggling group. We're sitting around in a circle. <laughs> I'm just joking. But that kind of idea. <laughs> yeah. And they just can't seem to get momentum going in their business. So just talk to them right now. And you, you can know, be as you harsh as funny. you want. You can be as soft as you want. You, you know, I don't actually have to do a whole lot, but, I would give them the same exact advice I would give a new person. Okay. Right? Because here's the thing. Yeah. Why are you stagnant in your business, right? Like what, what have you lost from when you first started as a fresh agent, right? And, and what, 
whether it's a brand new agent, whether it's a seasoned agent, whether it's a guy about to retire and just wants to make some extra money, I think that advice works all the way around because if, if you have lost yourself, meaning maybe you're, you've been living as somebody else because of your, the environment that you're in and maybe mm-hmm. you really forgot some of the strengths that you had and, and mm-hmm. maybe you, know, you, you really forgot how much you like to build relationships because you're so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. right the that foundation i think you, you always want the, think about sports where do you where do you go in basketball if if everybody's game's off you go back to layup drills right mm-hmm. you go back to free throws you mm-hmm. go back to what the building blocks the foundations mm-hmm. and so i think the advice that i gave for the brand new agent is the same advice i would give to an existing one is you know maybe you don't have to take the assessment again but maybe you look back through the info maybe there's something <laughs> that you read that actually brings a spark back because i think most people that are stagnant they're they're stagnant for some reason maybe they've forgotten about something that they loved and and maybe they can use that to help incorporate it into a content strategy that gives them the joy back you know yeah. um so so i would give them the same advice i would say revisit the areas that you did when you were first starting out yeah okay? those foundations and dive into those again because maybe you forgot that one of your strengths was copywriting and you're not doing any writing, any articles, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe you forgot how much you like to show up on camera, but, but you haven't done it. And so now you have a great opportunity to one, reintroduce yourself to your audience Mm -hmm. two, come up with a content schedule that adds value because it's where, when you give value, right? Like you're giving value without asking for anything in return, it's amazing what opportunities all of a sudden start to end up, you know, in, in your court, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, if you can start creating content that's educational, inspiring, or, um, you know, motivational, that's the type of content that people want to see, but also that has practical advice, right? Like meaning I can tell you something, Kelly, you can now take the wow fridge thing and you can go implement that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And what, and you can see the the fruits of that in a, in the first week, mm-hmm. right? That's practical advice. So don't give people a, you know, some complicated advice that they've got to go Google and figure out how to do it now. Like, no, yes. do this, do this. Here's, here's the thing. Shoot a video that introduces yourself back to your audience and that's all you're doing. Like just do that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people just try to overcomplicate things when in essence, it's all about going back to the basics. Yeah. Absolutely. People love working with someone that they know, like, and trust. And, and how, how are they going to, how are they going to get to know you? And how are they going to decide whether or not they like you? And how are they going to figure out whether or not they trust you? And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's super advice. I love that actually, because, you know, if you have been struggling and if you're out there listening to this and, and, and maybe you just don't feel like you're meeting those goals or everything seems to be a bit of a battle or everything seems to be a bit of a struggle right now, go back stop, stop the world around you for a little bit and get into some deep thinking. And, um, we've got, we're going to have some links at the end of this episode that'll take you to some stuff. Maybe there's some things that Jordan can help you with, um, for sure. And, uh, we'll get into that, but, um, that is stop the world for a second. Think about yourself and get into your own head and, and, and don't be afraid to look at the ugliness a little bit. It's not as ugly as you think, but it is there. And, and, and you just got to be honest with yourself and get there. We go through the foundations. The first thing we talk about is the why in our course. That's the first thing we go through because, and we flesh it out. I got a full 
six page worksheet that's taking you through a process so that you get into the deep thoughts of what is going to drive you because it doesn't matter the vehicle you could be driving a ferrari if it's got no gas in it it's not going anywhere and 100 percent, the gas is the why right and that's it but then we get into mindset mastery and stuff because the oh i'm sorry um but the understanding of yourself so that you can figure out where you need to work on things because not any one of you are perfect. And even the successful people, they got things they got to work on too. But, you know, always remember that there's a, there's this constant and never ending improvement that needs to be happening all the time. So being self-aware and, and figuring out how to improve and, and go through all that is super, super, super important. So I love that, that you touched on that. So thank you so much for that. No um, how do, uh, how do people get a hold of you? Um, you know, uh, you know, what do you got going on that people can get, get in touch with you and learn more about you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. So, I mean, people can find me on, on social. So I'm active, um, um, on LinkedIn, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you know, Twitter, um, everywhere. Just look up uh, Jordan Mendoza, um, on all those platforms. Of course, the podcast you can find on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple, iHeartRadio, pretty much. I think I'm on 20 something platforms now. Um, so yeah, search for me there. I love, you know, meeting and connecting with people and, and listen, if there's any of these things that we've talked about, if, if I can add any value into any of the areas, you know, because, you know, one thing I've, I've learned really over the past, you know, eight years, uh, since I got into a, you know, a, a training and talent development role is we all need a coach, you know, we all need somebody that, um, you know, can maybe bring us up, pick us up on a day that we're down, right? Hold us accountable for our goals and for our, for our actions. So yeah, if there's a way that I can add value, even if it's, you just need someone to talk to and, and something, someone to work something through, um, I'm always about helping and building strong relationships with people. So I'm happy to, happy to help where I can. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that, um, you know, firsthand that you just, you have that open heart to help people and, and uh, blaze your own trail is the name of the podcast. Jordan Mendoza, J-O-R-D-A-N. Sometimes is there's a J in there. I think all your Twitter handle has a J in there. Yep. Twitter um, handle and um, Instagram have a J. Yep. Yeah. So Mendoza, M-E-N-D-O-Z or Z-A, depending on if you're Canadian or American. But uh, yeah, so absolutely. And uh, look, look, look him up, listen to his podcast. It's awesome. And uh, if you need some more help on some those specific areas, we'll have all that information in our show notes. So thank you so much for spending your time with us today. I know you're a busy guy. You're talking to lots of different people and um, I, uh, I just feel blessed. We get, we get, we got to spend time together. So it was an honor and pleasure, my friend, anytime right. I can come and, uh, share insights and, and help people, right? Hopefully, hopefully the information is helpful. I think the one advice I would give the listeners is, you know, if you have to rewind it to get something so that you can write it down so that you can actually take action. Cause that's, that's my big thing is, is I don't like to talk to an audience that, that isn't going to take it and then actually apply it because I like to make things simple so that it's, for one, easily uh, consumed, but also you can take it and plug it and play tomorrow, right? Yeah. So, so make sure you guys are taking action. That's a big thing because without action, you're not going to create the momentum you need to create the habits that are going to create the results. Absolutely. Absolutely. Action, momentum, habits, results. 
Thank you so much for that. I appreciate your time. All no the problem. best to you, Jordan. Thank you. Wow. I really enjoyed this discussion with Jordan Mendoza. I hope you did as well. I hope you grabbed at least one concept that you could take away from this chat so that you can enrich your life and business. I love his answers to my last two questions. Understanding yourself. Get clear on that. Figure out how you are wired so that you can understand the people that come into your world with more empathy and patience and understanding. Learning how to effectively communicate with others is a skill. It's hard to teach, actually. I will say that we spent a lot of time on this in our Quick Commission Accelerator course in the Attract section of the course. We go over mindset mastery and we talk about all the different personality profile systems that are available out there right now. We talk about the seven stages of contact and how to create relationships with people and gain trust quickly so that you can get on with business. This is stuff that we go over in the course. Start with this. Go and get the free book called The Quick Commission Blueprint. It's easy to get. Just go to forexformula.com, hit the button that says, I want this free book, and then that will give you a great start. We'll get the book to you within minutes. Then consider becoming a member for only $67 a month. Stop and start anytime. Your next 90 days are so important to set up your next 365 and beyond. And if you're a new agent and you want to know what it takes to make 150 grand and beyond in the real estate business, then this is perfect for you. I've designed the lessons to give you many successes along the way so that you learn how to 4X your business. Do you think that you need 20 to 40 listings next year to make 150 grand plus? You don't. When you know how to 4X your business, you can learn how to do that at 4xformula.com. Go check it out. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did and you're on Apple Podcasts, please give the show a rating, one to five stars. And comments are always, always, always appreciated. If you could take a moment and do that, it would be so much appreciated by me and my team. Thank you. Have a super week. Next week, we're going to talk about nurturing referrals. Until next week, go out there, make a great day.